Всем добрый день. Здравствуйте, доктор Михаил Лайтман. На мой взгляд, самое... In my opinion, it's the most interesting topic that exists. I haven't really heard from you a lot about this topic, so that's why I actually chose this topic. I think it interests every human. Question, why? Why is there so little information? I think it's a really important topic for every person to know what will happen with him. And is there such a thing as reincarnation? Why is there so little written about it? In order not to give incorrect information and not to try to hide the true information and correct information, but give a person only what they really need. Beyond that, they don't need. Therefore, the Kabbalists prefer to be quiet. But this understanding, this term, reincarnation, does it exist? Yes, it exists. And in nature, there's many reincarnations. Of gas, minerals, water, the air, the planets, everything. It's all maintained through incarnations. So you mean life doesn't end after death, Lightman? Here you're getting into a different thing. Yes, but if there are incarnations... So, things don't come to an end, Lightman. That's the main thing that interests a person. He's not satisfied in life. He curses his life. And still, he's afraid that his life will come to an end, it'll be over, that he won't exist anymore. Just this thought that you won't exist anymore, Lightman, what's the problem? Let's say, not you. A person is born. He was small. Then he got bigger. He was taught. He was helped. He was punished. At the end of the day, he grew. <coughs> gave birth to his own kids, he has a wife, he has family, and what next? Afterwards, he reached a state, he developed, and then he died, like everything else in nature. Is there something to be sorry for? The host, uh, uh, like, and of course you should, because it's against your will. You're born, you live, and you die. Uh, clearly, but still, we want to believe that there's some kind of continuation inside us. Something inside us demands this continuation. Lightman, I don't know. If we try to fill our lives with some higher kind of significance, importance, then we would truly see how to somehow verify if there is continuation. But the way we live today, what can there be? 
It's not for nothing that they call it rolling. It's like, again, like a wheel turning. What's good? The host. I didn't think about it, but suddenly I thought that if we look at it, on the one hand, our life is so dear to us. I want to know who I am. And on the other hand, we relate to life so lightly, the wars, so much dangers. We endanger our life so many ways. It's not logical. Lightman. We truly bring down to zero the value of our lives. Host, yes, we see a person doesn't appreciate his life. In general, we don't appreciate life, Rav Lightman. It's not because we're afraid, it's because we don't value life itself. Yes, we have the fear of the unknown, but that's a completely different topic about life and death. What incarnations what incarnations are we speaking about? What remains? What goes? What disappears? What part of a person goes away? Rav Lightman, nothing. If a person has a yearning in this life, when he still exists, when he still exists, and he's trying to attain the upper world, the upper life, if that's his goal, he has to use everything that exists. He has to do it in such a way that he'll enter the upper world, meaning the light world of bestowal, love, to the attribute where he becomes good and benevolent like the Creator, and then he becomes similar to the Creator, and then he has an ability <coughs> to a certain extent to become like the Creator and to exist at a different dimension. At a different dimension, meaning in the attribute of bestowal and love and everything that's around it, like, be like the Creator. Host. Let's look at it like this. There's a body. Uh, the body is buried in the in the ground. Of course, it doesn't reincarnate. Why not? It becomes rotted. It divides into parts, elements, and they also have some kind of incarnation of themselves, like other materials in nature. Host, in principle, yes. But we're talking about the man, his thoughts, his desires, his awareness. Is a man's simple awareness does it remain? What can what 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 remains in the person for the next incarnation? The awareness remains, the desires, the yearnings. The host, but it's not material things. It doesn't disappear, Rev Lightman. Yes, but it's a given in the material, meaning these attributes, as long as they're not like the attributes of reception in our world, but actually attributes of bestowal, they don't exist in the person that carries them, but they're actually in the person they're directed to. So if a person has a desire to bestow, it apparently exists in others. When we say in our world, 
women is living in others. And then truly, he exists without any connection to who's carrying that materially. So this is why we talk about desires and thoughts, a person's egoistic desires and thoughts. It's limited by the body, by the the framework of the biological body. It exists, it stops existing, and that also stops existing. Enlightenment says, yes, it does, because it's not above the body meaning the brain serves our desires, it's a result of the desires and thoughts. And you're saying if the person develops love of others above his egoistic desires, then it's unlimited by time, space, and his biological body, enlightenment, yes. So meaning you can say that in such a case, if a person lives in others, then he continues living on after his body dies. Lyman, yes. Toast. Does the speed with which a person develops to the upper world, does it have to do with his previous incarnations, his current development, his current spiritual development is dependent on these things? Of Lightman? Actually, no. Host, it's only dependent on me today. Rav Lightman, yes. Host, for people, for regular people, they have no problem with incarnations. They relate to this normally. There's all kinds of methods. The only question is, does the awareness continue? Does something of mine continue to the next life? So then we can be very brave about dying. There's no problem. But we spoke about this already. Actually, it turns out that what remains is my concern for others. In principle, yes. To the extent that you think you have to exist in others, to the extent that you think you have to live in others, for the sake of others, to that extent, you remain coast. But also here, we want to verify, because there's a lot of people who are concerned about others, and they do for others, they remain in our memory. People from thousands of years ago that created, had all kinds of discoveries for humanity. No, Lightman, no. That's, that's a f- poetic form and expression. Host, yes, they live in our awareness, in our consciousness. No, people that sacrificed themselves for others or gave themselves for others, like they they exchange their nature from reception to bestowal, those people are in the informa- in a completely different informational level of our consciousness. They know how to turn the negative energy into positive energy. And in this case, they have no fear to disappear but rather they already exist in the attribute of bestowal. So if I understand correctly, it's 
written down somewhere, I think. I think the Rabash wrote that a person in this state that he exists in, in his biological body, he can achieve a state where he changes his nature, not after death. And as average person lives his life and is worried about what happens after death. Yes, correct. After death, nothing happens. That's what I wanted to add. Because the death of the physical body influences very little on the spiritual body, what we call the neshama, the spirit host. But still, a person went through states in this world experience things, he goes through life, all the conditions. Does something remain of it? Lightman. To the extent that a person gives for the world, that's what remains. Host. And if he just lives a regular life, family lives for a few decades, nothing's left of him. Well, that's it. What can be left? But he lived, he loved, he experienced things. Yes, he loved, he suffered, he loved uh, money, and he suffered from lack of money. And that's it. That's what he's left with. Still, a person doesn't live for nothing. Nature doesn't just for nothing create all these situations. He experienced a life. Rav Lightman, there's nothing worth keeping. There's nothing worth leaving here. Only concern for others, Rav Lightman, yes. Because if he did this against his nature, and in this act he was similar to the Creator, who also only got a key to love and bestow to others. So if I understood correctly, if a person does things against his egoistic nature for the sake of attaining a goal like the Creator, then these actions leave an impression in our spirit and our soul and everything else. If a person does it according to his nature that he has, then nothing is left because there's nothing of himself left. Host. It's interesting. Bala Sulam wrote, one of the only Kabbalists that wrote something about incarnation, he wrote a little, uh, the Ari wrote a little bit about it in Shara Gilgulim. There it's written in a language where you can't really understand anything, but Bala Sulam in the Article of Peace wrote, In our world, there are no new souls the way bodies are renewed, but only a certain amount of souls that incarnate on the wheel of transformation of the form. For each time, they clothe a new body and a new generation. So it's interesting. There's no new new souls. There's a bunch of souls that keep going around for thousands of years. Rav Lyman, yes. Post what amount? What amount of souls? It doesn't matter. 5,000, 6,000, 10,000, billions. 
where the, they're divided, connected, Post, because we see that there's some correlation between the souls and the bodies, of course. There's some kind of correlation between them. Post. It turns out that he says there's a certain amount of souls, and we see in the last hundred years the world population has doubled itself. So, yes. so it turns out that the soul is some it's not static yes it's this energetic charge this cloud of desire that can divide into many individual desires <coughs> Host, what's the benefit of stopping the between incarnations? For what? What's missing from this one incarnation of Lightman? That they'll be able to change their nature, their format even. (coughs) And in principle... Host, why... Isn't one incarnation enough? Why do we need dozens or hundreds, Rav Leitman? Because the soul itself doesn't do anything, but it, it connects with other souls, and then it's connected to other souls, and therefore it goes through all kinds of different situations. Host, it says you spoke about it a lot, that there's only one soul. What does this mean? On the one hand, they're saying incarnations, and on the other hand, one neshama, one soul, yes. There's a a soul called Adam. Because altogether it has to be similar to the Creator. Adam, the same word in Hebrew for domes, similar. Afterward, it has to go through all kinds of changes. And along with this, it always has to get closer to similar form with the Creator. This host, this is clear. A person lives his life. <coughs> he has to die and be reborn dozens and hundreds of times. What's the point? Rev. Leitman, these parts they feel themselves as humans. They connect and attain some form of mutual adhesion, intention, desire, and become similar to the Creator at some point. Host. There's a term called the memory of the soul Rav Leitman, that doesn't depend on us. That only depends on the attribute of the soul at a certain point. Host. So if I understand correctly, a soul is a desire with an intention. This is the soul. This is the form at Rav Leitman, yes. Host. Our desire to receive, any form of desire to receive, has an intention, Rav Leitman, yes, host. Intention for what? 
То есть дают другую, меняют ему желание. Change a person's soul. We give them another soul. We change his desire. Where does the previous one go? Rav Lyman, it doesn't go anywhere. There's always incarnations that go from such state to state. Host. Soul. Is there a difference between souls? Now, in the world, there's only one soul, and everything that happens with it is the development of its parts. So we see the world as divided, and different souls that are divided in different bodies. But if we look through different eyes, we'll see... One soul, Herodotus, yes, host. Is there even a possibility to discover about your different previous incarnations? There's so much speculation about this. There's people that remember who they were. Is it possible, Rev. Lightman? No. In principle, it's all all kinds of things people make up. It's psychology. What you're saying now, it's impossible. Rev. Lightman, a person clearly attains his soul, his incarnation, knows where he is, what's happening with him, if he truly attains it. The prophet wrote that at the end of the days, all the bodies. There's an expression, the souls coming to life. It's talking about all the souls attaining themselves and connecting together to one soul that's called Adam. Host in general about reincarnations, there's a question. Does it matter what acts a person did in his previous lives? Does it influence his next life? Rev. Lightman, of course there's some kind of connection, dependency, but in principle, we can't verify this. Host, is studying the wisdom of Kabbalah, does it reduce the number of our incarnations or we have a specific defined amount? It doesn't matter. We can change it. We can influence our incarnations. Host, sometimes I hear that a person who studies the wisdom of Kabbalah, who's in a group, is in a ten, like thousands of years, Kabbalah, uh, Kabbalists, they were always in tens. One of the people in this tent lives this, leaves this life. And lots of times you say this friend continues to be part of the tent. Rev. Lightman. It depends on the tent. Host, you mean it's possible to feel this person, to be in connection with him? Yes, and I, in principle, he lives within them because they were connected. As Firod in one part Suf. And therefore... The connection remains. Yes, you mean he doesn't live in their memory. 
Rav Lyman, no, in their attributes. And along with them, in this case, he makes decisions with them and changes, etc. So, I think we went through all the questions. Rav Lyman, all this has to become clear to us from revelation of a person's soul and not talk about reincarnations. We can't. Host, yes, I see that you talking about it unwillingly. Yes, I don't choose the topics of our talks and host, I don't either. You have a group of people who tell you what to do. So I also am under them. So I try to do my role in the best way possible. Host, so if it was up to you, you wouldn't choose this topic of incarnation. I don't really have something to say that would be clear enough for people. I don't want to manipulate them and say nothing. So I'm between a rock and a hard place. We're talking about something that we can't feel. It's hard. You're talking about lots of things in the wisdom of Kabbalah that we can't feel. Rav Lightman, we can somehow describe them and talk about them. And if you yearn for this, then it brings you closer to the thought of creation. Host, you're always talking about connection, of all humanity, love of others. Rav Lightman, that's the main thing. Host, but who feels it and who understands it correctly? Rav Lightman, it's good for everyone to yearn for this. The souls... These are things that we don't feel at all. There's a lot of confusion. Therefore, we can't talk about it a lot. We'll give them a, the wrong information about where they exist and why. Host, yes, I chose this topic because many people talk about it. Rev. Lyman, I understand. Host, apparently it's incorrect or correct. Who can check all these things? Rav Lightman, if they themselves become Kabbalists, then to the extent of the level they attain, spiritual level they attain, uh, they'll know. And good luck to them, host. Thank you very much. Good luck.